Carefully now, the orc from the bar inspects his drinks, the band tuning their instruments methodically in the background. Together with his patrons in this brightly lit room, multiple lights hang overhead as he begins to mix his alcohol. First, the vodka. Hey, there's water elementals in the hourglass thingy. Yeah, it prevents floods, and they, and they also have some they also have some charlatans in there too. You guys believe that? It's just water elementals and a couple of charlatans that they've imprisoned inside of this hourglass <laughs> to prevent the earth from moving. He slams the vodka down, and a burning sensation manifests in his chest. The blue jewel. We have Wilhelm start singing karaoke, and then the people there will be like, "Oh, I remember that guy." That's our that's our marketing strategy. So you could swear, as soon as she walked out of the bar, you saw a large being standing behind her for an instant. This be the power of an enemy stand. Yada yada does he? He lightly places this empty glass down, and a vision of him throwing up in the back of the bar later appears like a flash in his eyes. His Urel's patented jungle juice. Does the word Mina mean anything to you? Big J was also talking about some guy named Larry. Hey Grub, you know a you know a Larry? I hate Larry. Also, how'd you do that thing where you punch the Minotaur like 50 feet? You wanna see? Uh oh, I no. point to uh Hander and say, yeah. He puts down the jungle juice, down in the exact same position, yet this time completely empty as well. And then he moves over to the Rujual. I'm going to sing Eye of the Dragon. The elves put down their poker game. They start like snapping along to what it. What kind of stink bomb is that? Larry's bar doesn't stink. Come on by to the chillin' dragon. And his flames sputter out of Larry's mouth. With a smile and as his eyes roll back in his head, he passes out on top of the bar, leaving behind one dwarven ale. the best high for that yeah that's you mean yeah. tall i didn't know how high i was Dude, this weed's making me so tall right now uh, <laughs> skyscraper <laughs> levels Yo, you want to you want to go out back and get tall <laughs> shut the fuck up shut up <laughs> <laughs> okay uh we welcome back everybody uh to good job adventures uh my name's Vincent, the DM, and you probably all know that already. Uh, but what you may not have known is we just spent 40 minutes listening to Corley lie to us. Uh, so let's get off uh, with episode 11, and uh, let's see what we've got. Did you say let's get off with episode 11? Uh, did I say off or did I say <laughs> We're on? getting off on it let's now. Get tall. Oh, let's no. get tall with episode 11. Uh, so uh, as you all stand at the front door to the orphanage at Rose Garden, you feel a sharp pain as your vision begins to blur slightly. And for a moment, you look up at the guild hall and plaza, its clean front and oaken doors beckoning you closer, and then you snap back to the ivy-ridden orphanage in front of you, also made out of the same oak. Dumbstruck, you all now stand there and are very close to the door. Would you like to enter? Oh, uh, sure. Yeah, let's go, let's go in. <laughs> Sounds good to me, guys. After you! I hold the door open for everyone. Did you yell that at us? <laughs> no, I, I didn't mean to yell it. <laughs> No, I don't yell, and I say it after you. 
<laughs> Breathweaver yells it so loud that the street sweep that isn't there kind of glances at him. Uh, but, uh, so as soon as you guys, uh, get the door held open for you, I'll enter inside of the orphanage. It's fairly silent. Uh, dust is swirling around, uh, the rays of sunshine that's spilling in from the windows. And towards the back side of the room, uh, you see the teller stands that you saw, um, early, uh, like, when you were inside of the, uh, Guildhall and Plaza, but they now seem to be converted into smaller-looking dorm rooms, kind of. So, they, the, um, windows are actual just windows now. You can kind of see that there's, like, beds and cots inside of them. Uh, where the uh, previous teller windows had, uh, you know, row, prey, and gamia behind them. I have a question. Instead of instead of like, uh, so row, prey, and gamia were like a play on role playing games because it was like a adventurous guild. Um, yes. So are the bunks filled with like people named like a guy named No and a guy named Parents? Uh, no. <laughs> that is. <laughs> no, no. There's enough children to spell out No Parents. <laughs> there's that's as cruel to the there's orphans. Nina, uh, no, no, but uh, Ona. yeah, there's Mina. The, <laughs> no, it's just Mina so far. You don't know. Well, the I'm trying to spell names, out no but, parents here um, with their initials. He, does, he he wouldn't know who Mina is too. No, so he wouldn't even know that. I didn't say Mina. I yeah, said Nina. Why are you calling out Mina? All right, whatever. Uh, so I was, what? Never mind. I didn't say Mina. I said Mina. <laughs> Nina N. Who the heck is Nina? <laughs> no one! I- Oh my god! <laughs> Alright. I- Never mind, it, it went over everyone's head. Just forget about it. Fantastic! What it went is over- happening? <laughs> forget about it. Coral, you seem so fucking mad. We have another question to go with what's Bane do, and who's Nina? <laughs> <laughs> who's Nina? What's Bane do? <laughs> who's Joe? I love this. Moving, Moving on. on. So, uh, to the left side of the hall, uh, you see a staircase that ascends upwards to a second level. Uh, that's not something that was in the guild hall before. You kind of look around the old quest board that you had seen, uh, doesn't happen to be there anymore. It looks like just drawings are kind of like stapled to the walls instead. Uh, and as you take it all in, you hear a, a creaking sound, uh, come from the second floor. Is it an actual like second story, or is it just like a mezzanine kind of? Uh, kind of like, kind of like a, a mezzanina. <laughs> oh my god, uh, it's a mezzanine in the sense that like it it looks like it's in like uh, a new level has been put there, uh, like like the uh, guild hall has been changed, or it wasn't exactly accurate inside of the simulation. It just looks different. It looks like it's like leading down a hallway later. Ooh. Um, with the with those stairs there. Looks like they leveled up. <laughs> They definitely leveled up. So if you could, would someone be able to make me a perception check? I'll I'll do it. All right. Uh, I won't do it. I rolled a... <laughs> I refuse. Uh, 19. You rolled so well, you saw Nina. Uh, and she disappears from your minds <laughs> <laughs> and your sight. Uh, no. So... Uh, you guys hear that creak come from upstairs, and Wilhelm, you take a quick peek up there, and you see a small set of eyes, uh, kind of just, like, setting their sights on you, and they seem to be, uh, they seem to squint for a moment, but then widen and grow bright once they glance over to the, uh, to the last person in the party being Breathweaver, uh, and then they yell out, uh, well, the, the person who's looking at you yells out, Hey guys, it's a barbarian! And then, <laughs> and then now you notice uh, oh, from God. one of the teller windows another set of eyes followed by wide smiles kind of jump out and start running <laughs> towards you. John Peters is here to adopt us. 
So three children run out to greet you and kind of gather around you now, Breathweaver, and they start pulling on your sleeves and jeering, like saying, like, come on, we gotta go kick that lich's butt. And like one of them yells, and save the candy. Uh, they're all just like kind of going nuts, um, nuts there and like kind of pulling. <laughs> Andrew's in. just gonna like concerningly look at Breathweaver and say, what did you do? I played monsters and ghouls. You, you played with children. Why not? So after a few moments of the childish meeting and Ander questioning why someone would play with children like a normal person would, uh, <laughs> you notice that a man descend the stairs, not due to the creaking this time, but because he actually calls out to you uh, now and he says, John Peters and friends, what brings you over to our house? <laughs> and you all look at this man for a quick moment and then you feel a slight pain. Uh, just like you did when you were walking into the house. And you see the man kind of looks like prey for a second. His visage crosses your mind, but it fades away. And standing before you is someone Breathweaver, or John Peters, is familiar with. But the rest of you are not. He stands at a moderate height. He has olive skin. He has braided top hair. And he has golden with golden streaks in them and a very thin beard. He wears a green coat, brown pants, and a white slash grayish shirt. And uh, he kind of speaks to the kids now. And looks over towards them and says, uh, "Do you guys want to eat first and play later, or are you just going to are you just going to bother uh, John Peters here?" Uh, so they kind of look happily at the at the man and shriek yes, uh, and then run up the stairs towards the back of the orphanage. And the uh, the gentleman who Corley knows to be Abel uh, kind of uh, looks all to you now uh, and essentially extends his hand to greet you. He's like, "Oh, welcome to the orphanage." I feel like yes was not the proper response to that question. It's also not the proper thing to shriek. Well, they're kids. What do you expect them to also, do? Also, is your real name John Peters Breathweaver? No. Wait, his name is Breathweaver? Yes, my title is Breathweaver. It's a pleasure to meet you. I thought it was John Peters. No, that was my... I was being in character. I thought I stated that. Quite a thespian. We still can't figure him out either. Oh. I, I'm not going to lie to you here, so uh, my name is Abel, and he kind of extends you all a hand. Where would you lie to us? <laughs> I don't know. What When gambling, I guess? If I lied to you, I didn't mean to. I was trying to keep the kids immersed. No problem. Are we just shaking hands this entire time? <laughs> you're, you're just shaking his hand for about five minutes, Breath Beaver. You've just been holding his hand and saying, I'm so sorry that I've lied to you. My apologies. So this is your guild hall, or... Orphanage, I should say. Oh, it's not mine. I just live here. Uh, I'm also, um, <laughs> you know. You're an orphan? Well, yeah, unfortunately, yes. <laughs> that happens to be the case. Uh, How but old are you? I'm 18. <laughs> we're still shaking. Oh, I thought you were older. I should have oh. asked the DM to clarify sooner. <laughs> no problem. Uh, and he kind of, like, lets go of your hand now. Uh, <laughs> this entire time, only Breathweaver has been receiving a handshake. And he gives the rest of you. He's like, oh, what are your names? I am Elagos. And there. Uh, we'll hear about Onyx Brew. You can call me Nina. No. <laughs> 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 uh, my name is, uh, I go by many names. Which one you want to know? Whichever one you feel like giving to me. I'm not too picky. I did call him John Peters for, I don't know, the latter half of two days. You can just call me the captain. All right. Captain? <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm scared to know where this is going. What are you the captain of? Oh, wouldn't you like to know? You get one question a day, big shot. 
All right. Well, uh, Mr. Captain, I would I would also like to know. This is in fact news to me. When he says that, I turn into a goblin and climb on top of him and say, "I'm the captain of this guy." And he kind of he kind of looks at you kind of uh, wide-eyed for a moment and he's just like, "Oh, okay. Well, you've got a nice ship there." And he kind of like pats on your armor, Wilhelm, a little bit. Pats Wilhelm's butt. Yeah. <laughs> he caresses you slightly. I am so very confused. Well, so am I, but it's time for actually, uh, it's actually time for the, for dinner now. If you, would you guys like to care to join us? We've got some extra stuff in the back. I made a big batch. By the way, do we know what's on the list for the orphanage? Uh, yes. So if you want to recheck the list, essentially it was to, uh, tell them that there's going to be a ball pit during the day. Uh, and they wanted to see if they could get patrons to come in. Uh, we, we wouldn't want to be a burden to you. It seems like you already got your hands full. Oh well, it's 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 no problem. It's so you know it's always good to be kind to the. No, let's let's do it. We could talk to some kids in a non creepy way. <laughs> he was squint. He was squinting <laughs> at you for a hot second until you said in a non creepy way, and that washed away all of his qualms. So uh, he's like, "Well, if you'd like to, uh, I- I'm actually. What were you here for? Um, actually, not too sure. We were here to actually uh, let you know that there's gonna be a ball pit." For the festival at Larry's Bar. Oh, fantastic. He says, uh, so then he responds. He's like, oh, well, all the more reason to come on in. The kids would love to hear it. Uh, I'm actually going to head up there and uh, start serving myself a plate. If you'd like to join me, I'm sure they'd enjoy it. I don't want to derail this plot hook, but couldn't you just relay that? Do they really need to hear it from us? Oh, well, I could. No, that's perfectly (laughs) fine. But, But I am pretty hungry. So I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I will stares at the. Finn, fo- did you did you just secretly DM Tyler something? No. By no. I will. <laughs> you just see, yeah, I will pull out a script and look at it and just go. Oh yeah, I'm hungry, very hungry. <laughs> I I will looks at the camera. He just looks back at the camera. He's like, "This is the part where I derail Vin's session," and he's like, "I don't want to eat dinner." It's like, no. I but bet you're it- wondering why I'm not hungry. All right. So if you guys walk up the stairs and um, you follow Abel now, he he walks silently up the stairs. But it seems like all of you happen to uh, hit a creek on the way up the stairs. You notice that um, he seems to be uh, moving in in quite a weird fashion up of it up the stairs to in order to not hit the panels of wood that creak really loudly. And as you walk past a few doors until you you uh, eventually do reach a medium sized room with a long table, Uh, there's a couple of uh, plates with cups on it. Uh, the plates uh, and cups are on the table, and a large pot uh, sits towards the back corner uh, in a catty-cornered uh, kitchenette. And the kids are already scarfing down some grub. Uh, and no, not grub the bartender. There's no relation. Uh, so <laughs> It was fine until you said that. I I wrote that in parentheses. I wanted to be funny. Uh, but no, Mina is also happens to be sitting down near the end of the table, about one seat away from the other kids. Uh, and then Abel happens to walk over to the pot and uh, grab grab a bowl and start uh, putting some soup into it. And he was uh, kind of just like, uh, looks at you guys. He's like, you want any? And Andrew's going to kind of just walk over, sit down, and grab a bowl of soup. Uh, Vin, question. Yeah, what's up? Would I be... Uh, all right, Wilhelm is proficient with cooking utensils. Would... Would I be able to somehow apply that to assess the quality of the soup? Uh, sure. You can, yeah. I, if you could roll a, is there, there's no, like, cooking At this point, you're only going to make it better for us. They already got their soup. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. So what would it be, like, history or some shit, or? Probably, like, a. I think it is a proficiency. It, 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 is, it is a tool proficiency. I, I could just roll that. Yeah, go ahead. Roll the tool proficiency. 
Shiyakazi. Oh. Well, I rolled a four. He rolled a f- <laughs> he, he just takes a bottle of vinegar and, like, pours it in the soup. Like, I put this shit in everything. <laughs> Honestly, we're gonna roll with that. So, you guys get your soup now laden with vinegar. Mm. <laughs> Bill, Bill kind of gives you all, like, a good wink. Like, it's like the family <laughs> secret recipe. Uh... <laughs> It's like, this is the colonel's recipe, 28 herbs and spices, and it's just like vinegar. So you guys start scarfing it down, and the uh, uh, Abel sits down at the head of the table, and he kind of uh, he kind of gestures to the kids, and he's like, so, uh, guys, uh, the, um, the, the, nice, the nice men who came here today actually have something to let you know. Uh, and they all kind of like look at you, uh, kind of like starry-eyed. And they're like, are they gonna play more more games with us? I as they look at us, I take a sip of the soup, and it's so bitter that I, I do a spit take. Are you gonna spit take the kid? <laughs> no, there's no kids. I'm not looking at a kid. I'm sit, I'm assuming I'm sitting across from the other party members that was just at the end of the open seats. He looks at the kid, says, "This isn't creepy," and then spits vinegar into his face. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. I don't do it. Then I don't do it. Fine. <laughs> Uh, I like to assume that Elagos does not know that uh, Wilhelm was the one who added the vinegar and thinks that, like, the the guy, the kid pre- prepared this himself. So he's trying really hard to be polite. And he's like, it's really good. <laughs> I don't know. I think, this, I think this soup is pretty good. Oh, thank you. Uh, I'm going to sit down. By the way, I'll sit at the table. I'll sit at the spot next to Mina. Wilhelm will just sit at whatever spot's open. Same. All right, so you guys sit in just any, I guess, any spot, uh, and they, uh, the kids are looking at you now, like, kind of expecting something as able as kind of announced that you're here uh, for a reason. Wait, is a uh, wool still a goblin, by the way? Or Oh, I'm, I'm ghoul okay. again. All right, so, Wilhelm, you kind of feel the sack that is, like, sitting at your side kind of uh, expand a little bit, uh, and you notice that there are some balloons inside of the... Uh, in, inside of the uh, sack that Larry happened to have given to you. Uh, how many balloons are there? Uh, there's about, there's about like maybe 10, 10, 15 balloons. All right. How many children are at the table? There's, uh, let me see. Exactly. There are one, two, three, four kids at the table. What? All right. So Wilhelm is just going to kind of walk onto each really? child at the table. Like, all right, hello, little child. I will present you with a balloon. <laughs> courtesy of lady from the chilling dragon so they all kind of like take the balloons and they're they're they're, uh, they're just holding they're very excited i forget uh how excited i used to get about balloons when i was a kid but these kids are very excited uh so they're all holding the balloons down they're squealing and um there's also flyers inside of the bag that indicate that there's a ball pit inside of larry's when one of the kids grabs us a balloon does he look at Wilhelm and say balloons do they float oh yes <laughs> They all float. <laughs> Wait, that was really good. Wait, that was really good. <laughs> oh my god! So, backup character. Chapter two. All right. So, you guys, uh, you guys do your references, uh, and then essentially tell the kids that there's going to be a ball pit, uh, Larry's, and they kind of get really excited. They're all kind of like sitting in their seats, and they look towards Avil, uh, to see if they would be able to, uh, to, to go. So. Once, uh, once Abel, th- he thinks he thinks about it for a moment, and then he looks at the kids, and he's like, "You know what, guys? I think we should be able to swing it. Uh, we'll, we'll be able to go to Larry's. Uh, we'll be to Larry's ball pit." And like the kids kind of get really excited. Uh, they usually don't get to go anywhere really, uh, and they kind of sit down, like start squealing, and like hardly eating their soup. Now they're 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 very excitable. 
Because um, the best place oh. to take orphans is a bar that may or may not use humanoid ingredients in their food products. The children don't have to know. It's okay. At least they don't use vinegar. So, uh, <laughs> are, are, are you talking shit about my vinegar? No. I, actually, yes, I am. Uh, well, it's too bad. In before Larry just gets a new usual and it's just a bottle of vinegar. <laughs> orphans. Yes. Delicious. Ball pit orphans. Did, did you just say orphans delicious? What? No. Wait, how did we get here? I don't know. We got here because of the... Because humanoid ingredients and food. It, it, it It's a logical progression. All right, let's 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 take this plot point and table it for now, please. <laughs> to dinner table? Oh, my God. So do you not want Larry to be like, like Sweeney Todd of bars? Okay, so they're not going to cook the orphans. It's not going to happen. They're <laughs> oh not cooking God. the orphans. What? I'm going to make Thank it clear. Thank you for clarifying. I doubted it needed clarification. Uh, so, yeah. So, essentially, you guys are now sitting down and eating, eating dinner, and... Uh, Avil kind of talks to you guys for a moment. He's like, so I actually haven't seen you guys in town uh, before. Is, is there a reason you guys just, did you guys happen to just come in? Yes, we are new in town. Excuse me. I'm gay. <laughs> I'm homeless. I have eight now. <laughs> <laughs> You're new in town. Uh, but he, yeah, he does ask you guys if you, uh, if you just came into town. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yes, please. <laughs> yes, that's why you have not seen us. We are new in town. Okay. Oh, that's that's good to know. And he's like, uh, he kind of takes some more uh, sips out of his soup. Uh, and he says, uh, well, welcome to uh, Rose Gardens. Probably your first uh, first time. Uh, hopefully not the last. Uh, seems like the kids like uh, John uh, Bre- uh, Breathweaver over here. Actually, do you mind if I ask the backstory of this place? I'm, I'm interested in the name. Um, the backstory of this place. So, um, yeah, the, the reason, you mean why it's called Rose Garden? Yes. Sure. Uh, well, no, no problem. So essentially, um, this was a, a guild hall, uh, beforehand. Uh, it was run by a gentleman, I believe by the name of Prey. Uh, some, some time, I, I think, I can't remember how long ago. I actually wasn't here, uh, during that time, but, uh, it looks like he happened to have gone missing, uh, some years ago. Uh, but his wife, uh, Ro, happened to have taken over the uh, the establishment and instead of making it a guild hall, uh, had transformed it into an orphanage that you see here today. What happened to his wife? Is she uh, still here? Like, taking care of you guys? Uh, he says, so he kind of like, uh, he kind of looks down at his plate for a moment. He's like, um, she's, she's out back. Uh, and he kind of points towards the window that's on the right side of the, uh, right side of the room. Do I infer that that means, like, she's buried there or? You can go look out the window. I'll go look out the window. So as you go over to the uh, to the window, you see outside uh, the back of the orphanage is a wonderful garden uh, full of Castile roses, as well as uh, some other plants standing in the center. Uh, and it's all like, it's kind of like a circular type of garden, like all the bushes and roses are kind of centered on this one piece uh, that happens to be a single white stone uh, with some scrawlings on it. Uh, and it looks like a, it looks like a tombstone. I take note of that and sit back down. Uh, I will go out later. I'll check it out later. All right. So um, he begins to talk again after you come back and kind of just like have that look on your face. He's like, yeah, she uh, she actually had an accident about five years ago. Uh, she was um, she wasn't doing too well. Uh, she was getting up there in age and uh, she got very sick. 
uh so we attempted to bring her to a hospital but uh we were too late yeah, yeah it's getting a little gloomy let's let's move on before uh but we're having dinner this should be a little more cheery than that yeah he he kind of he kind of uh looks back up and he's like yeah you're right um it, it happens so yeah ball pit ball pit ball pits yes yeah yeah <laughs> he's like so is this place haunted and what uh i don't Owl. think so <laughs> The kids kind of look at you, Owl, and Mina looks at you as well, and she she's like, uh, she she kind of says, she's like, no, it's not haunted, uh, and um, he uh, Abel kind of looks, he kind of laughs, and he says, no, it's not haunted, but uh, uh there are some spooks that come in uh, every so often, but no, no, no ghosts. Can I roll insight on that? Insight on, okay, sure, you can roll insight. I got uh eighteen. Yeah, he, uh, to his knowledge, the house is not haunted. Hmm. Well, if you don't have ghosts come in, what do you mean by spooks? Probably us. No, spooks I mean by, uh, some, well, <laughs> yes. Uh, but, no, mostly we mean, uh, g- government officials. Uh, they come in. So we, I don't actually manage this orphanage because I can't. I'm 18. Uh, and since Roe has passed away, uh, the orphanage was actually handed over to the town uh, to make uh, make sure and manage and make sure that everything was okay, uh, provide us with uh, enough food and the ability to go to the schools. Uh, and they will pop in eventually uh, every so often to make sure that everything is going well. So they just leave you unattended for the most part. Yeah, mostly. They check in about twice a week. There's not that many orphans here. It shouldn't be too hard to keep a watch on all of them. Exactly. Especially if there's no ghosts. No, there, no, no ghosts are keeping a watch on them. But yes, they, they, it's not, it's not difficult to look after the four of them. So who made the soup then? Me. Oh, okay. <laughs> Uh, I, I assumed you weren't making it and it just happened to be ready. No, yeah. Because you were down talking to us for like 10 minutes. Oh, I was done. You can put a pot of soup on the stove and then leave it and then go somewhere else. Your friend over there with the uh, cooking kit could probably tell you a little bit more about that. Uh, but <laughs> if you want to <laughs> if you wanna know a little bit more, that's fine. But why did you decide to come here right now? Was Were you guys headed here on your way, or was there a... You were, you were here to obviously tell the kids about the ball pit, but uh, where what, what did you happen to do? What have you done in the city so far? Walk around and tell people different things, because we owe this man one. We see a flashback of uh, Elagos at a prison cell. Nothing. <laughs> we see a flashback of Ander in a stall. <laughs> Still nothing. Absolutely. <laughs> well, what do you hear? For pleasure, business, or bathrooms? Uh, but no, it's... <laughs> he asked what I did, and I was just like, I look at me, and I'm like, oh, not much. I got some bread and croissants or whatever. I don't want to know. Pretty good, pretty good. Uh, so Mina kind of, like, smiles and takes some more, uh, s- takes takes another uh, spoonful of her soup. Uh, so as you guys happen to be sitting down and, like, having, like, a nice meal, uh, you do notice, um, well... All of you notice at the same time, and so does everybody else. The soup starts to rumble a little bit as uh, actually a slight earthquake uh, happens to uh, occur. You said this wasn't haunted. <laughs> it's not, I swear. Mm-hmm. Uh, Is that and- a government government uh, <laughs> controlled earthquake? Or? If you had tinfoil hats, maybe you'd think so. But uh, <laughs> no. Like those goblins. <laughs> what goblins? I didn't... Uh, no, no goblins. Okay. Uh, so... 
he mentions that after 10 seconds it kind of goes away and he mentions that uh due to the construction uh it's been happening uh occasionally there's some there happen to be some very slight earthquakes but um so it was the government <laughs> perhaps <laughs> the government of dwarves uh but he, he mentions that it actually hasn't been happening too often but as of uh about a week ago it has been happening a little bit more frequently uh so they've been getting used to it it's not like disrupting your life, is it? Uh, it shakes things up a bit. Uh, and, uh... <laughs> <laughs> nice one. Thank you. I try really hard. This, this is why I'm anti-fracking. You're anti-fracking? Okay. Yeah. But, uh, so what if they're making subways, right? Um, yep, they're making an entire subway system, uh, in town. It's gonna be a lot easier to get around, or so they say. So that's what they're making the earthquakes, them excavating for the... The subway, or from what I can understand, I that's what I've been told. I have asked around, uh, and yeah, that's pretty much the consensus I've gotten. I'm not, I don't know the specifics behind it. I mean, uh, uh, I, I'm not, I'm not actually there, but what from what I can tell, yeah, seems to be it. Mm, interesting. So, how many people in this city that they need a subway? It didn't seem that big to me. You also called it a town many times. Well, uh. <laughs> Yeah, you're right. I do reference it as a town. It's uh, it's like, you know, it's not like when you say it's my hometown. But yeah, there's about approximately, oh man, what was it I learned it in class the other day? About 1,500 people living here. Uh, and approximately six or seven people living here. Uh, and he kind of glances around the room. And they're not ghosts. Where are the others then, if they're not ghosts? Oh, they're not here. They're out. Okay. They just happen to not be here at the moment. But um, anything interesting been happening uh, in town? I mean, I, I've been uh, I've actually been cooped up in uh, a class all day uh, today. I didn't uh, I didn't see anything happen. But I did hear that there was some sort of a incident the other day uh, with something on Main Street. And he kind of he kind of glances over at Mina because she's the one who told him about a uh, about a dragon. Ooh, an incident on Main Street. That sounds exciting. What was that? Uh, I think. Uh... I think Mina told me about it yesterday. It was something about uh, a, a dragon appearing in town. I don't think I've ever seen that before. Uh, well, I mean, I didn't get to see it at all. I look over at Mina. I'm like, your name's Mina, right? So describe the physical beauty of this dragon. So she she laughs. She laughs a little bit more. And she's like, it was uh, it was about this tall. And she like holds her hand up. And it was really ugly. Uh, and, uh, she, like, starts describing it, and, like, all the other kids kind of, like, look at her, but then, like, they're, she's describing it, like, kind of a, in kind of, like, a, a funny way. She's, like, saying how ugly it was, like, how it breath looked like it smelled, it had a big snout, uh, and, like, the kids kind of just, like, giggle slightly, but then go back to eating their food, uh, and then Mina quiets down, uh, after a few moments, and then, uh, the, the everyone just start just oddly goes back to eating their food, kind of like a weird faux pas. Except for everyone in our group who doesn't yeah. want to eat the... No one wants to eat the vinegared soup now. What are you talking about? Wilhelm's Vil <laughs> enjoying his soup. Wilhelm is loving it. Wilhelm's <laughs> on like his fourth bowl. At this point, Wilhelm's just standing next to the giant pot, filling it up and drinking. Oh, man. So after a little while longer, he's like, yeah, so um, I also uh, I also noticed uh, Mina's been going out a little bit more into the town. Oh, what was your day like, Mina? Uh, and she kind of... She kind of looks around uh, at the uh, at the table and she's like, "Oh, I was, um, you know, hanging out and playing games, not stealing." Uh, so <laughs> what kind of games? They sound fun. Yeah, I was playing Monsters and Ghouls. 
With who? It's, it's <laughs> a lot more exciting with other people. Oh yeah. Uh, she kind of <laughs> she, she's like uh, you know some some friends from school. We were having a we were having a grand old time. Well, that's nice. <laughs> she says yeah. So uh, after after that, uh, you guys have pretty much, I assume, exhausted all the conversation topics that one would have of being randomly invited to an orphanage dinner. Uh, but is there anything that you'd like to ask uh, Abel at the moment, or no? Anything about the town, or? So uh, Abel, then, he orphans uh, maybe closer to your age here. Um. Yeah, we do have we do have one. Uh, her name is. It's Mina's big sister, Nash. And what what's she like? She's. Interesting, to say the least. Ander kind of winces a bit. Uh, she, uh, she like me, also does work uh, some part time. Uh, currently, happens to be one of the people out right now. I think she's over at uh, Grub's Pub. Uh, she's a. Uh... Oh, that place stinks. Oh really? Uh, how so? <laughs> <laughs> uh, literally, I think. Literally, it's not a good smell. Good thing we're going to Larry's then. I heard Larry's doesn't stink. So uh, they start cleaning up the plates, uh, unless anyone else had anything else to uh, to add to that. More vinegar? <laughs> no vinegar. <laughs> you said uh, you said Nash is a little uh, unique. In what way uh, do you figure? Uh, well, she's not like uh, she's not like most girls I know. Um, you see this? And he kind of like he kind of like picks up his um. He kind of like picks up his pants for like a hot second, like over at his ankles, and he like shows you a bruise, and he's like, "That was a uh, that was yesterday," uh, and then he uh, is that a hickey? No, oh, definitely not. That's that would be a weird spot for a hickey. Uh, no, that's where she kicked me. Kicky? Uh, <laughs> yep, she kicked me. Kicky? Uh, no, no kicky. Uh, but yeah, she's a uh, she's definitely a rambunctious. Uh, she's a rambunctious one. But she does help put some money on the table, so uh, we're glad to have her. Does he look at all of us to put money on the table when he says that? <laughs> he he uh, passes around one of those things at church. He has like the <laughs> basket with like on the string. He's like, gather yeah, around. Um, he starts to clean up, and he's like, well, um, if you guys uh, if you guys want to stick around, uh, play with the kids for a little bit, uh, you most certainly can do so. If you want to adopt anyone, just let me know. Uh, and well. Have a great rest of the day, then I guess. And he starts to uh, pack up uh, most of the plates, and he tells the kids to bring like bring theirs over to the sink over in the kitchenette in the corner. Uh, and um, he starts to start washing up. I think maybe we should go back to Larry's. Uh, do do we? Do you mind if we take a detour to the garden? To the garden? Oh, sure. Feel free. Uh, we as we leave, we say to the kids, "See ya, Larry's." They like goodbye now. Actually, I have one more question. Oh yeah, what's up? Um. When we were walking up the stairs, you went out of your way to avoid a, cre- a creaky floorboard. Why? I don't like the sound. Hmm. Owl. <laughs> don't. I'm gonna roll insight. I roll. I'm also gonna roll insight. I uh, got um a fifteen. Sixteen. Um, you he doesn't like the sound. Uh, but you kind of feel like he's um. He's not he's not lying to you per se, uh, but he is stretching the truth. Uh, there there is a second reason why he avoids that. You would just you would just know that there's like there's more to the story there, but uh, that n- nothing like crazy. Hmm. Money to do good good cop dwarf cop. <laughs> good cop dwarf cop. What do you mean creaky floors? Oh oh, he's uh 
I think I know what it is. What is it? Wait, crack the mystery, Pombo. Uh, mm, I'm going to keep it a mystery for the listener's sake. Yeah. Got it. Yeah, I'll cut it out. So why don't you tell us, Plombo? <laughs> <laughs> we can just do a beep. Yeah. If you guys want to go see the garden, uh, you actually have to just take the um, the stairs down from here. Uh, and you notice, like, towards the back right of the room, there happens to be, like, another door uh, with the that leads to a stairwell uh, that'll bring you into the garden. Oh, wait. Do you think Plombo, out of character, do you think that stair is maybe where they... And that's why... Avoids it, so it yeah, that, that's what I'm thinking. Mm. <laughs> Perhaps. Plombo didn't have to offer up any theory. I just offered up my theory, and he's like, yes. Yes, that <laughs> is the <laughs> theory. Exactly. So, uh, if you guys want to go down to the garden, you uh, you, do, you do happen to go down. Is everybody going? I know Breathweaver wanted to go. Yeah, I'll go. Yeah, I'll go. Uh, Bill Humble tag along. All right, so I assume it's like a, a whole team kind of Bill, I'm going to water the plants with vinegar. Oh, <laughs> uh, No. <laughs> That's a waste of vinegar there. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, when you guys kind of go down the stairs and descend into the uh, the garden, it's a uh, it's very it's very humid down there. There's like it's like a lot of plant life, kind of like almost like a greenhouse. Uh, it seems to be very very well taken care of. Uh, and when you approach the white stone with the scrawlings that Breath Weaver had seen before, uh, you see it says uh, "beloved wife, mother, and owner." Uh, row and then uh, last name initial P. Uh, and that's pretty much all all she wrote. I guess on the uh, on the gravestone. Uh, if you guys want to offer up a prayer, uh, that'd be cool. But that's about it. You do you want us to pray? No. She's had <laughs> enough <laughs> pray. <laughs> She's had enough pray. Uh, Bill Holmes gonna offer up a prayer. All right. So you you give a good uh, you give a good old one to big half. Uh, What's the and, prayer? Uh, Say the prayer. No. <laughs> God. Might as well. We want flavor. After what you did to the flavor of the soup, flavor this scene. Oh man. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, uh, big hef, uh, watch over the soul of this woman, and also uh, make sure to watch over all, all of the children and the occupants of this of this orphanage. Oh, what a nice, what a nice Wilhelm moment. Uh, so you see, like the uh, you you, you kind of get a good feeling from uh, from big hef up there as like he uh, smashes a hammer into an anvil, uh, and uh, you feel like the prayer has been answered. Oh. So. You guys have offered off that prayer, and you're kind of on your way out. And as you uh, as you are going back up the stairs, uh, actually, uh, Elagos, I'd like you to, if you could for me, uh, roll a perception check. That's a seven. Uh, okay. So, Elagos, as you as you're uh, the last one out of the uh, as your last one to go up and descend the stairs, you kind of look back, uh, and for a quick moment, you could have sworn that you saw somebody uh, standing in the garden. Uh, but you you rub your eyes quickly and uh, nobody's there. I'm so glad this place is not haunted. <laughs> <laughs> not haunted in the slightest. Uh, so it's gonna be coming out around Halloween, right? Yes, it actually would be coming out around Halloween. Uh, well, what this episode? I think it's gonna no. come out like a month after. Oh wait, yeah. Moving on. Uh, so you guys kind of <laughs> head back upstairs, uh, and uh, Abel still happens to be doing the dishes, and the kids have already uh, run down into the uh, other portion of the orphanage. Um, if you still want to talk to him, he's there. If not, you can just head on out. I want to pull. I'm gonna pull Wilhelm. I want to ask him something to get his thought. So remember, in the praise simulation, there was a uh, behind the tele counter. There was that door that led us into the real world. Do you think maybe in this real guild hall that door leads to somewhere? important to pray maybe uh probably that 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 
We just find praise set up. Oh my god. Uh, that that sounds like you could be right. I, I'm not entirely sure. And and I would rather not, like, just poke around here without being, like, allowed to do so. So, maybe. Avil, can we search one of the doors? Uh, I mean, you can. Just one. You, what? Uh, he's like, uh, what do you wanna, what do you wanna search for? There's no money here. There was this really nice door he saw, and he just wanted to admire it. Oh, yeah. If you wanna, he's gonna roll insight. Uh, <laughs> do I have to roll against that? No. Holy shit. What? Nat one. Uh, yeah. You, you guys could go ahead. Any door you want. <laughs> the front door, the back door, the door to my room. Uh, the door to the safe, yeah, go for it. Yeah, the, the door to the cash register, take all the money. Take all the- oh, wait, do you guys want to know where the cash is? It's in my room, uh, uh, in the closet. We don't need the cash, it's good, thanks. Are you sure? Okay. Everyone follow the captain, we're going to some door hunting. Uh, Alright, captain. You're going door hunting. <laughs> aye, aye. Um, I'm gonna go to where I know the door from the simulation would be, like, in the equivalent of this building, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, it was like behind the teller window area. Behind the teller window, there was a door we went in, and then in that room, there was another door that led us into like the whiteness that we saw their vision. I was sort of just yeah, going that way. Yep. So you head down the stairs. Uh, you 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 feel the creaking on the stairs, and then as you uh, as you look, there's the three teller windows, and then to the the door that you know leads to the other door <laughs> uh, on the opposite side. And uh, so you go ahead, brush past it, and then. Uh, you uh you enter into this uh it looks like a very small hallway uh because you can tell like the wall that has been situated to your right has actually been made into a makeshift wall uh for one of the children's rooms uh that one of the teller windows has been converted into but as you walk down a little bit further uh do you have night vision or dark vision i got my night vision goggles uh no i don't have night vision i have dark vision i also have dark vision Okay, so as you guys kind of go in, it's it's a little dark down here. It looks like nobody really goes into this room too often. I can cast Dancing Lights. Okay, go ahead. Uh, so, Breathry, if you want to light up the room, go for it. I breathe out lights. All right, so uh, you, you breathe out some lights, and uh, the room becomes lit, so you can see that. Uh, and as you walk in, like, the the lights that are that you've cast now are just, like, completely surrounded by dust. Like, this entire room is very thick layer of dust. Oh, jeez, I think I'm gonna sneeze. <laughs> the lights go out when you sneeze. <laughs> Breathe out the fire. Please don't burn the orphanage down. Uh, so you guys, uh, you guys walk in, and it's, uh, it's covered in a thick, thick layer of dust. And in this room, actually, it seems to look like a, kind of like a record hall, uh, almost. Uh, so kind of like a place where, like, a couple of desks are located. Uh, and... You see, you see now that there is uh, there's a desk on the left side of the room, a desk on the right side of the room, and then the large door that happens to be um, uh, that that happens to be in the back there. You mean like records of quests? No, it's their vintage vinyl collection, Corley. Yeah, <laughs> they, they've got they've got a uh, Elphis Presley. Uh, <laughs> everything is on vinyl back here, but um, the, yeah, it's like a it's almost like a, a records room, like a record cabinet. Did like, I? find like the can i like go through it and well i ask andrew to help look for like the most recent quests he gave out because i'm kind of interested to see if prey wrote down the quest he was gonna take um sure so you can go through there's a couple of record cabinets and there's a desk on the left and a desk on the right uh but before you actually go ahead and go on your adventure into the the shit ton of files that would i'd assume with ander yeah uh, upon uh going through it you notice uh that the desk that is located on the right 
of the room happens to be Praise Desk. You know this because of the uh, the visions that you were given towards the end of uh, of leaving Plaza. Oh, I thought there's like a giant prey written on it. Uh, no, it, it says Praise Desk. It's it lights up uh, like a like a fucking casino in Atlantic City. Uh, no, but uh, you know you notice that that would probably be a good place to look. Uh, and if you want to, yeah, you can go ahead and search it. Um, if you want to roll on me investigation check, go for it. Is Andrew helping you? Because then I think you'd get advantage. Yeah, yeah. So you get advantage on that too. I almost rolled intimidation. Let me uh, nineteen. Oh, why did I roll it on that? I should have used real die. Whoops. That's fine. So uh, you roll you roll the nineteen. So as you um a- as you go towards the desk now, you notice uh, after you take a look at it, there's nothing really on the top of the desk. But you look towards the second drawer on the right, uh, and inside there happens to be a few torn pages of paper. Uh, and upon a close glance, you can see uh, some of them have like some weird symbols on them, uh, pointing to other symbols that you can understand. Uh, it seems like sort of like a cryptographic table almost. Hey, Ander, can you read this with your special eyes? I should be able to. All right. So uh, if you want to go ahead and take a look at this, uh, there there are a couple of there are a few pieces of paper there. Uh, that indicate essentially what what uh what would be a cryptographic table. So there's nonsense symbols, and then there are actual letters. Uh, and they keep pointing to them. You're able to read it, but like the uh, it, you're like when you look at the nonsense symbols, like your eyes of the roomkeeper don't really you know translate it to anything because they're nonsense. Oh okay. Yeah, but the it does it does seem to be some sort of like cryptographic table for it looks like a like some sort of decoder. Once again, he cannot comprehend the language. Yeah. I will keep this uh piece of paper in case it comes up and then i guess i'll help i'll work with andrew to search the other table where the records are how many desks are there because when they're doing this i can i'll search one as well there's yeah there's one on the left and there's one on the right the one on the right was praise desk and the one on the left uh you suspect to be rose desk uh but you're not entirely sure well i feel like while they were doing that i feel like me and ella go through Vilhelm or whoever would probably go search that one if they would agree yeah Sure. If you, yeah, if you guys want to go search that uh, Roman investigation check and go for it. Uh, do you want to take? I'll let Elgos take the lead on this one. Uh, what's your investigation? Uh, you know what? Screw it. I'll just roll it. Uh, thirteen. Thirteen. Uh, so you feel around there and you're able to. Uh, you're actually able to locate a uh, a piece of paper. It shows you the current record of. It looks like the time was about two years ago of the current list of orphans that happen to be uh, in the orphanage. Uh, and you notice uh, that there is Mina, there is Zeke, there is Lorna, there is Dig, uh, there is Cass, and there is Abel. So if this list is in Rose Belong, she must have passed very recently then. If it's two years ago, that means she must have passed within the last two years, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, it was just a, it's just a current it seems to like to be a current record of outdated information in the sense that there was 2 years ago those were the people who were living here. Mhm mhm. Yes. So I'm going to like kind of start looking around the room to see if I see anything else that jumps out as being interesting or worth looking into. Sure. Uh you can go ahead and roll me a perception roll. Um ooh, um a, tw- a not natural 20. Okay. Uh, so you look around the room, there's some miscellaneous file cabinets. Nothing seems to be um, kind of like interesting, I'd say. Uh, but you do notice you do notice two things. One of them uh, is the big door uh, that happens to be across the back of the wall. You notice that there was like a 
there was like kind of like a drape over it and you happen to you happen to notice that there is there happens to be two little like uh bags uh like on top of a uh on top of one of the file cabinets with uh some dust inside of it in the bag yeah so if you like open up the bag there's like some shiny looking dust inside i'll start rummaging through the bags uh yeah they're they're like they're like almost dime bags kind of but like they're they're like uh they're like little sacks the, the only thing inside of them are it's like this uh fine dust that like when you touch it it kind of like makes your hand glitter a little bit oh geez i think they got into some raunchy stuff back here um i'll take the two bags i'll tie them up and like put them on my person you got it uh so yeah you can grab that uh you can grab that glittering dust right now uh but other than that there's just the big door you think it would be a bad idea if I turn into prey? Yes. No. Then. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, if this place is actually haunted, and it's an orphanage, orphanages are haunted, then that might help weed out Wouldn't the- they be more offended by the fact that you look like the guy who went missing over however many years ago it was now? I think it might egg him on to come out if there's actually a ghost watching us. Hey, ghost, I don't know this guy. You warrant no response. Uh, but if you turn into prey, um, nothing nothing of note happens. Then I won't. Uh, <laughs> it's all right. No, I'll nice. turn into prey. I'm going to turn into prey, but I'm going to make my eyes a different color. So if I get a co- like accosted by the ghost, I'm going to say I'm not actually prey. Okay. Um, so, I mean, do you want to try and open the door? Yes. Ella goes, <laughs> and who is strong here? Uh, no, I'm not going to be doing that. All right, anyone want to help me open the door? Yeah, I'll, I'll give it a shot. All right, so just, if you could, just make a strength check and push. You get advantage because someone's helping you. All right, first one is a three. Second is an 11. Um, okay, so on the 11 that you rolled, uh, you're able to kind of nudge the door a little bit. Uh, and you open it up just ever so slightly, like a, a small creak. Uh, and inside of the room kind of spills a little bit of sunlight and if you look through the uh if you look through the peephole of the door or like the uh kind of slit that you've opened you can see um the tombstone uh from from this door do i see anything strange by the tombstone uh actually yeah roll me perception (laughs) all right um a 17 uh, you notice that on the tombstone, there actually happens to be one of the Castile roses uh, that you, uh, that on top of, like, that was being grown in the garden just happens to be laying on top of the gravestone now. That wasn't there before. Um, I'll turn back to the, what do you think is the likelihood that in this time we were in this room, someone went to the grave, cut a rose, and put on, put it on the, the tombstone? Oh yeah, that was me, Sorry. <laughs> was it actually you? <laughs> no, I, I'm, I'm busy helping Andrew with books. You guys, uh, you, this is pretty much all you're gonna find in this room right now. I'll give you that as a as a DM uh, kind of tip off. But yeah, you guys are able to see that. Uh, you get that bit of information. There's a rose there. Uh, you got some. You got some dust inside bags. What if we sprinkle some of this fancy dust onto our grave? You think that might trigger some ghost thing? Why do you guys think this place is fucking haunted? <laughs> There's a mysterious flower on the grave. I think we should leave. Why are you guys so, like, dead set on poking around in this place that is, like, the prop- the property of some dead person? Shouldn't we be more respectful? 
Absolutely not. This is D&D. Elagos, we can find stuff around here. That's why. That's what I'm worried about, Ander. We got permission. You did get permission. If you guys did, are, are done, though, you can actually uh, you can leave the room. Can I also leave a rose? It's like, I guess it's a thing you should do. You're going to have to push that door all the way open. Which, or walk uh, all the yeah. way around. I'll push the door all the way open. Roll me a strength check. And then check. shut it behind me. Oh. Oh, I'm good at these. Uh, I think I got it with my seven. No. Uh, you budget a little bit more, but it's... You notice the door is kind of being caught on dirt that's coming up from underneath it. You see, Wait, like... I'm gonna stomp my foot. What? My mold earth ability. Are you gonna just move the dirt? <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna move the dirt out of the, the way from the door. That's actually a smart move. Yeah, Um, you move the dirt, and you can open the door freely now. Yeah. I do that while I'm trying to push it, so it looks like I actually pushed the door open. All right, smart guy. So you push open the door, and what are you gonna do? Just like cut off a rose and put one on top of the on top of the grave as well? Uh, would that be offensive to whoever's growing these roses? No, I doubt it. I mean, you see one that's already on top of there. Are you just doing this to fit in, Breath Weaver? This seems like the weakest peer pressure I've ever seen. <laughs> Don't tell me what to do. He dared me. This cryptogram, no, yeah. A double dragon dare. Well, I did get to say a prayer, so I feel like I should do something to respect her. She did theoretically good. He gets this thought 20 minutes later in a room that's completely dark. So yeah, you uh, you do that. Uh, you're able to mold the earth. The lights go out in the room. Uh, you place a rose on top of the grave. You come back. You shut the door. It's completely dark in the room. Oh, I was going to go sprinkle some of that dust onto her grave. Okay. Uh, so you go ahead and go uh, sprinkle that dust onto her grave, uh, and uh, it starts to sparkle. Uh, but other than that, you're uh, nothing really happens. It's not like ghost summoning salts, but like actually <laughs> roll like a roll like Arcana. Oh, I got a nat twenty. I got a nat twenty. All right. Am I gonna be accessory to necromancy? No. <laughs> so I got a twenty-one, but it was a nat twenty roll. Uh, so you roll a 21 and you see a skeleton hand pop out from the, no, it's pixie dust. Um, you just notice that it's a, it's like usually a a rare ingredient, um, that you would use in some sort of crafting. Uh, but it is pixie dust. All right. So that, that, that was actually useful for you. Uh, so you guys head back inside and, um, no, there's not too much more. Head off to Larry's probably. Yeah, I guess we'll head back to Larry and help him clean out the ball pit so that the kids don't get greasy. Well, we don't know the ball pit's greasy. Oh, no, you were told that. Were we? Oh, no, it wasn't me, though. Was it Was it everyone who got told that, or was it just, like, the two that talked to him? It was a story that was told down for generations, so you guys heard it. Uh, and then as you leave, uh, as you guys are kind of heading out of this room and uh, heading out of the uh, of the orphanage, you kind of just, like, uh, you kind of just see Mina uh, is trying to play with the other kids, uh, but they're kind of, like, seem to be absorbed in their own world. They seem to be shunning her. Uh, a little bit from like the uh, activities that they're playing and then she just goes over and uh, uh, kind of runs back upstairs towards the uh, towards the ro- towards the room that Abel was in uh, and you notice that she's not getting getting along too well with the other kids but th- that's about it that you would notice on your way out well that's a shame I was gonna go over and say hey Mina what class are you but she walked off so I guess uh... <laughs> I'll walk I'll quickly yeah I'll quickly walk over to the other kids and be like so uh, why are you not inviting Mina to play? She seems pretty cool. Uh, so the other the other kids kind of look at you. Um, they kind of look at you weird, and they uh they say uh well, we uh we're afraid. Why are you afraid of her? 
Cooties. Well, one of the guys says cooties, but the other one says, we're afraid of Nash. Uh, and they kind of like, uh, they kind of just like shudder at the thought of her sister uh, and kind of just like go back to playing. What's so spooky about her? Um, the, they kind of, they kind of look at you and they, um, what, like one of them, one of them promptly ignores you. And the other one just says like, uh, she, um, uh, she, she, uh, kind of, you know, likes to be crazy. Uh, and we think Mina does the same thing sometimes. And we didn't want to play with her. You know, you see someone like that who may be not in the best place mentally. I think the right thing to do is be their friend and try to help them through it rather than ignore them and maybe make it worse for them. Uh, the kids kind of like think for a moment and they're like, that sounds, that sounds right. Yeah, you're right. You're right, Captain. Uh, uh, <laughs> I forgot about that. They kind of look at you and um, they're, they're like, uh, oh, okay, um, let's go. So one of the, one of the other kids uh, kind of speaks up and he says, I'm going to go apologize. And they runs upstairs uh, to go to go talk and the other kids are kind of like the me too movement like not the oh shit oh did you really have to just say that what the hell were you trying to say I, like you know like when kids just like go like oh me too me too and then they all just like you know join together i didn't mean to say me too movement but Finn, look at what you've done uh, yeah i look at what i've done lbi open up no um so they all just like kind of hard cut back to here i bet you were wondering what you missed <laughs> welcome back uh, so yeah, they kind of they kind of just run back, run after Mina now, uh, and kind of head back upstairs. I will get in his good boy points now for getting the kids to get along. See, the only ship I'm really captain of is friendship. I say to Wilhelm. <laughs> only to Wilhelm. He whispered <laughs> into his ear. <laughs> well, I had mentioned that I was captain of him before, but that was just a ruse to help friends make friends. All right. So you guys, <laughs> you guys bounce. So you leave the orphanage. Uh, you've you've helped kindle friendship, understand why Flores Creek snooped around to an unsuspecting to an unsuspecting man's house where he was about to give you all of his money he didn't have. Uh, and you guys are headed out. Uh, but as you guys are, are walking back, presumably to go to Larry's now, uh, you actually get a um, you actually feel the piece of paper that Larry gave you kind of update uh, again uh, for an additional place to head over to. How do he do that? He always does it. He, Larry is a mythical being. Uh, so if you take a look at that piece of paper, it actually says uh, that they would that he he wants you to promote the bar at the lot of parking. Oh, oh no! <laughs> oh Wilhelm! Is that the one that Wilhelm like didn't even go into? No, that's the one that he didn't want to be in. The with the goblins. Oh no! Yeah. Wilhelm might be getting pranked by Larry right now. I, I think so. There's a winky face on the uh, on the piece of paper. <laughs> oh, I, no. I have a bad feeling about this. So uh, you guys kind of, uh, I assume you're going to head there. So as you guys walk down uh, towards Main Street, uh, the street lamps start to turn on as you do so. It's starting to get a little bit darker outside now. Uh, and you uh, get back to Main Street and make a sharp right turn uh, down the alleyway that happens to descend the lot of parking. Uh, that Wilhelm seems to be leading you all to. He's quite a quite a regular now at all of these bars. Uh, and as you open up the hatch, Wilhelm, uh, to enter, 
in the thick smoke that was there the previous day uh, also is here today, and it clings to your lungs, uh, and things seem to be quite busy here in the bar as you all enter. As you enter the lot, a couple of instruments happen to be playing themselves in the back corner. Uh, liquor is flowing. Patrons seem to be tripping over themselves, walking around and smoking. And as they do, clouds rise and combine with the larger smog that uh, exists inside of the room. Uh, and as you do, uh, you guys have now entered the lot of parking. Um, I actually like... Uh... <laughs> I like how every time you said lot of parking, I heard a door open. Yeah. So as you do that, the uh, as you guys enter, since Elegos is probably the, the person who has the least devices, uh, I'm going to make you roll a con save just because like, there's literal smog clouds inside of here. Nine? Uh, you cough uh, as you get uh, some secondhand, <laughs> secondhand D&D opium. Do I get an exposure high? Uh, a little bit. Uh, we'll we'll we'll, de- we'll deal with that later. Uh, so as you guys uh as you guys enter the bar, you notice that the the piece of paper I just told you to promote Larry's bar. Uh, but you then uh Wilhelm, you actually do feel from inside of the bag, uh, you feel a slight weight change inside, and you notice that there's now an item inside. Oh no. Uh, what what does what does Wilhelm find in the bag? Uh, so inside of the bag, you happen to see it looks like a um, it's actually a mask. Uh, it seems to be made from. Uh... Are we about to heist? No. Are we robbing this place? There's. <laughs> I've got a gun. No. Look, you guys look at the mask. It seems to be made from wood. It's very, very thin veil. It has two eye holes in, in, in it, like a uh, like crescent moons and a devilish smile. And you guys aren't exactly sure what you're supposed to be doing with this mask here, uh, inside of this bar. Uh, but. Can I determine if this mask has, like, magical properties? Um, sure. Uh, go ahead. Roll Arcon. Eight. Uh, no. It's not a magical mask. It's just, uh, it's just a mask. Uh, but you guys aren't exactly sure what you're going to do now that you have a mask and you were told to promote, uh, a bar in here, but, Wilhelm, you do happen to notice that the same Yanti woman, uh, that you met earlier happens to be sitting behind the bar and taking a long drag from her, uh, pipe. Maybe it's like a mask for you, Wilhelm, so that the bar doesn't recognize you. Well, if you yell it, then they're all going to turn. <laughs> I don't think that sort of concealment would be necessary, because if I'm not mistaken, I did not exactly leave this place on a bad terms. Like, uh, oh no, oh, oh no, a dwarf entered the bar and got super drunk. It is the most uh, unheard of happenstance. Why don't we go, like... Find the management of something, and maybe they know what we're supposed to do with this mask. Maybe it recognizes it or something. All right, Philhope's gonna take the mask and walk over to the auntie bartender. All right, so you and I will kind of go up to the uh, to the bartender, and uh, she she uh, puffs some smoke out, and she looks at you, and she's like, "Back again so soon? Oh, you must really like our uh, you must really like our establishment, Wilhelm. I'd be lying if I said they had a bad time last time I was here. But uh, um, I have a question. I kind of just put the mask on the like on the bar. Uh, do you know what the hell this is? Because I don't. You're probably familiar with wood, right? Uh, yeah, I'd say that's a mask. <laughs> uh, what do you want to do with it? I I, I don't know. Uh, solicit. Solicit. Uh, so I don't I don't actually. <laughs> no, so so you have a mask, and she's like, "Well, what were you? Uh, what were you? What? Uh, why are you coming to the bar today?" Well, eh, I was told to. Eh, I was told to. Fuck. He was told to promote. Thank you. <laughs> he was told to promote this new event happening at Larry's, the legendary Larry the Libertarian's bar. 
Uh, we were told to come here to promote it. Uh, oh, Larry's back in town? Uh, yes, he is back. Nice. And she's, she kind of looks at the mask and she's like, I know exactly what you're looking for. I feel like every time um, she, she says, talks, she exhales all her smoke into Wilhelm's face. Yeah, all of it just, <laughs> just going right in there. Uh, and she's like, well, uh, give, uh, give me one moment. And then she, uh, she kind of uh, goes underneath the bar. Uh, and seems to be rummaging around with something. And then in a moment, she just like comes back up and exhales another puff of smoke into Wilhelm's face. Uh, and she provides him with a brass key. And then she says, uh, go to the back left curtain uh, and best of luck. Eh, uh, okay. Ooh, this is saucy. Uh, it seems saucy. So you've got your, you've got your mask. Uh, you've been pointed towards a, um, towards a curtain at the back left of the bar. Uh, and uh, you guys want to head on over there now? Uh, before we do, is there anything else in the bag that might give us a clue? What's in the bag? Um, yeah, so if you want to go rummaging around inside of the bag, uh, what I want you to do is roll me a investigation check. All right. Oh, that is a nat 20. Okay. Uh, you immediately pull out a quarterstaff. You know your way around Wilhelm's sack, let's just say that. Oh my god. So you immediately reach in, you pull out a quarter staff. <laughs> I, I'm more confused now. <laughs> Good. Alright, so Elegos, could I, could I have the quarter staff? Uh, sure. Because <laughs> I, I, feel, I feel like it matters for what I need to do here, so. Knock, knock yourself out. Alright, yeah, swell. So. It's a really nice quarter staff. Wilhelm is gonna, is gonna don the mask, have the fucking quarter staff and one handed the key and the other just go to the back curtain oh no <laughs> I... I just i just love this it's just like he he's in full armor wearing a wooden mask and has a quarter staff and a key i feel like he's just like holding them like two feet away from his body to like full arms I extended have, i have a bad feeling about what's about to happen but i'm gonna keep it to myself oh no uh but so you guys um i guess you guys will kind of go with Wilhelm. yeah unless you don't feel like it but as well. yeah you guys kind of like go with Wilhelm uh behind the curtain in the back there and um behind the curtain happens to be a burly looking dwarf uh sitting down next to a very uh a very meager small looking iron door and he kind of glances at you lazily and then uh, uh he just like uh continues to sit down and uh continue to smoke and uh the, the door the door has a visible lock on it all right so Wilhelm's gonna have to just put the um key in the lock Yep, uh, it opens and you're able to enter. And as the rest of the party happens to go in uh, with no mask or quarterstaff, he kind of just, uh, the dwarf kind of says to you, he's like, any of you guys cops? Elagos is out of here. <laughs> <laughs> you think I'm a cop? How dare you? I don't know, that's why I'm asking. Well, uh, oh I, if, if, I could, if I could speak in uh, uh, Owl's defense, uh, he's... The polar opposite of if he is the complete opposite of a cop. You got it. Uh, Vin, I have a Vin, I have a question just for what if to confirm if what I think is going to happen is going to happen. Yeah. Okay. Would it be more correct to refer to this quarter staff as a pole? <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> but not because. Of the fact of what you're thinking, but it is it. Yes, you're you're correct. You're setting up a joke for me, Elagos. All right. Well, Elagos is gone. 
He's not here anymore. <laughs> Elig Eligos exits the bar. Uh, so Eligos is too pure. Uh, so as you guys, I've been to prison. I'm going to prison. I'm not going to prison again. Uh, so I don't think uh, Breath Weaver understands. <laughs> He's just following along. <laughs> you I don't see, get it. why are you asking that? Eligos asks the dwarf. He's like, "Is that a pole?" And the dwarf is like, "Yup." And then Alagos is just gone. Like, you look back, it's like a screen cap. It's like he's talking, he's, and he's just gone. Like this, It's like this, that El person Alagos saw when he was at the orphanage. Yeah, <laughs> he for sure. He looked away and looked back, and he's like, gone. He rubs his, the dwarf rubs his eyes, and Alagos <laughs> is vamoosed. So the rest of you uh, do follow suit uh, after the dwarf has pretty much heard that Wilhelm has said that, like, you guys are with him. Uh, and as you walk down uh, through this corridor, this dark corridor, uh, it, it feels slightly cooler inside of this hallway. Uh, kind of like, um, it looks like this hallway has been made and carved out of like the earth or like some sort of uh, concrete or asphalt. Uh, and at the end of it, you can hear some cheering and yelling. And as you come out uh, into the clearing, uh, you see carved into the ground as if it were some sort of like tunnel or network system is this large room filled with ramshack uh, wooden stands and crowds of people. Uh, and in the center, there happens to be a large pit uh, where two men happen to be inside of the pit with uh, with quarterstaffs. Above the pit happens to be a large black crystal in the... Um, in the ceiling and the two men inside of the pit happen to be uh happen to be fighting each other with what seems to be quarter staffs and from one of the uh one of the stands you can hear a loud oh that's gotta hurt as you see one of the fighters uh uppercut the other with a quick jab on the tip of his staff and uh you see one of one of the uh, fighters actually happen to uh get knocked out and and fall to the ground and he's out cold ladies and gentlemen the man knocked to the floor is gonna be carried away now uh and you see two more dwarfs uh kind of just like um enter into the pit and get a stretcher and bring him out and the other uh the other gentleman who happens to be in the pit is uh getting some cheers from the crowd and some gold and food thrown at him uh and as he happens to be holding the quarterstaff above his head and you guys have seem seemingly come into what seems to be a underground fighting ring uh that seems to be centered around quarterstaffs all right that's that's nowhere near as bad as what i thought it was gonna be did you think wilhelm would be pole dancing that is what i thought yes that's what i thought too so it's it's okay Exactly. Uh, this is the name of the event. Uh, hilariously enough, is called pole dancing well, uh, because it is inside of a risque bar, and the cops wouldn't notice if someone said they were going to go watch some pole dancing tonight. By golly, my expectations have been thoroughly subverted. It's it's like how we've decided to say, to call getting high getting tall from now on. Pretty much. So as soon as this revelation is had, um, Owl was standing uh, by himself, and then Elagos is right next to him. He's like, "That's not as bad as I thought." <laughs> no, but where'd you come from? <laughs> where'd you where'd you come from <laughs> he's just he's he's snapback uh what do you call it El elegos i'll just say that like did, did you actually not want to be here or do you want me to insert you in like that? i I'm, I'm hanging out in the bar i guess all right we'll we'll deal with you later then uh i'm so, having some water that i think is alcoholic <laughs> hopefully larry's manning the bar now uh as the man in the pit happens to be parading around you notice he's wearing a uh seems to be like a, a red tengu mask uh and he's um he's he's definitely a dwarf uh he's short stocky has no shirt on uh and seems to be uh warranting all this applause and you hear from the stand someone say who's gonna be our next fight tonight uh as uh people start like looking around the crowd and Everyone in the crowd seems to be not wearing a mask and not holding a quarterstaff. And then a couple of lights happen to shine on Wilhelm. And it's like, we've got a fighter. Uh, 
<laughs> and with that, uh, I'm, I might have made huge mistake. <laughs> as you say, you might have made huge mistake. Uh, the two the two burly dwarves that happen to have carried the other person out on a on a stretcher kind of bring you into the pit, uh, and you're situated now on a bench on the opposite side. And the other uh, the other gentleman seems to be knocking back a couple of uh, red potions. And uh, up top where the rest of you are sitting down uh, or just like kind of staring and gawking over the pit at the fact that Wilhelm just got abducted and thrown into some sort of uh, event uh, are offered by someone who's walking by. It's like, we got one to two odds here. One to two odds in favor of the short guy. Which one? Uh, I'll pass. Would I be able to do something before, like, when we walk in and then Wilhelm, like, the spotlight comes on him, would I be able to, like, pat him on the back and when I do that, cast jump on him? <laughs> yes, you can. Oh my you God. can totally do that. I'm down for that. So, yeah, you cast jump on Wilhelm. That means that his jumping jumping speed is, or jumping length is tripled? Yes. Fantastic. So, um... As you uh, as you do that, the, someone comes around and asks for some bets, and uh, we're actually going to cut it right there. Uh, as before, Wilhelm is about to become a pole jockey. I'll put a bet on Wilhelm or the that new guy. How much? Uh, let me check my inventory. <clears throat> Ten gold. Ten gold on the new guy. Big spender, jeez. On big Wilhelm. Big spender. I'm happy about this. That last guy was kicked the other guy's ass. He takes your money. I mean, I guess if he wins, he's gonna, like, he's really gonna hit. Oh, yeah, he'll double his money. Yeah, it's gonna be great. Wilhelm, do it for Larry! <laughs> do it for Larry. Do it Do it for Do it for Breathweaver! Do it for Breathweaver's wallet! Get up, Wilhelm. Breathweaver loves you. <laughs> <laughs> Breathweaver needs a new pair of wings! So this, uh, this post-gambling session is brought to you by Breathweaver and the DM Vincent. Uh, but, yeah, that's gonna be where we're gonna cut it right now. So, uh, Harris, you better win this. Thanks for listening to this episode of Good Job Adventures. If you like what you just heard, be sure to let us know by rating the podcast on your preferred listening platform. For questions about the cast, business inquiries, or if you'd like more information about the Trapezoidal Earth Society, contact us at goodjobadventures at gmail.com. For everything else, follow us on Twitter at GJ Adventures. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.